The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live. I'm very excited. Can you tell? Because today is the unofficial launch of uh, something that we love to call the Festival of Toys here. And a little bit later on today, I'm told, fingers crossed, the toy guide is going to go active and that you will be able to see this year's toy winners. Today, we're gonna to preview some of them and talk a little bit about the toy guide in addition to doing a bunch of other things. I have toys behind me and I have toys on the desk. And you know, I'm happiest when there are toys on the desk. You know what I'm saying here? So anyway, um, thrilled that you guys are here. Let's take care of a little bit of business. First of all, uh, we're live right now on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook, and we hope that, and I've got glitter on me, can you tell? It's, it's, a, it's a problem, not a, not a choice. Uh, <laughs> but um, a good one. If you gotta have a problem, having glitter about you is a good one. Um, so we're, we're live in a bunch of different places right now, in addition to the ones that I just mentioned, but we love when you guys interact with us. And let's just be honest, it's a little bit either easier, like I'm saying good morning to Michelle Manley, uh, who's watching us on Facebook. And it's just easier to interact on those platforms, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you write in on those platforms, it shows up right here. Good morning to Helen. I'm so glad to see you here this morning. Happy week of Thanksgiving for those of you who, who are here in the U.S. and for those of you uh, elsewhere around the world, we hope that you uh, put up with our our strange American traditions, and um, which are not all about Turkey. I know everybody says it's about Turkey. It's not about Turkey. It's about gratitude. So we're going to share some gratitude today, and I'm grateful for some really amazing toys. So uh, we hope that you'll write in to us in whatever way makes sense to you. We want to know your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your concerns. If you got a gripe, man, share it. This is a safe space. No judgments, right? And by the way, this show is meant for the entire autism community. That means individuals, of course, on the spectrum themselves, but we also include in that community everyone who loves those individuals, right? Because that only makes sense. There are a bunch of us. Eventually, we want that to be the entire world because it should be. I don't, I, I, I don't accept right now that it isn't, but unfortunately, the reality is that there are people that don't understand and don't know and don't appreciate. So we're working towards that, right? But in the meantime, if you're on the spectrum or you're part of that larger group that loves people on the spectrum, then you might have questions, you might have concerns, you might have gripes, and we're here for you. We want to be able to create a home for you to come where you can bring yourself as you are and be accepted as the individual that you are with the individual issues that you have. There is no one size fits all not even a one size fits most folks, not in this community. So we welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. Now, uh, some things have changed around here a little bit and we are now uh, part of the Autism Network. And part of what's gonna happen supposedly, fingers crossed later on today, is the Autism Network, is uh, their website is gonna go live. Now that's gonna mean a couple of different things. It, it's gonna mean that uh, as we promised you, we're gonna be editing 
while it's live. So if you see mistakes on it, I want you to be a part of our family and just be honest with us and let us know because that's normally it takes months to put up a website. We're trying to do it in real time and include you guys in it. So don't judge us if something isn't working, but please point it out to us because it's a big website and we can't possibly know in the first week how everything is working. So I want you to push all the buttons and do all that. You will find us at autismnetwork.com. Now, autism-live.com will still work, um, but you'll be redirected to Autism Network where you can... Uh, well, you'll still be on the Autism Live website, but you'll be on the Autism Network part of the website. It'll look exactly the same right now. But I also want you to know when you go to autismnetwork.com later on today, there will be some buttons at the top and one of them will say Toy Guide. And when you go there, we've segmented the Toy Guide out into the different categories so that you can click on the one you want, but we're going to talk about all that in a minute. Uh, first though, let's say that uh, I always like to remind you we have lots of experts that are here on the show with us and I'm not an expert. Uh, certainly not an expert in autism, although I, I, I'm going to cop to being, I'm, I'm, I'm right on the verge of being an expert on toys. I'm just going to say that. I've never said that before, but an expert on toys for kiddos on the spectrum and adults on the spectrum as well, because I feel like maybe I've, I've done more time in this arena than maybe most people. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say than, that all people, because I'm sure there's somebody who knows more about this than I do. But uh, I do spend some time on this every year, about six months, and, which is a little crazy, uh, but fun crazy. It's a good kind of crazy. So, uh, but I'm not an expert in autism, just not, sorry. Uh, I'm a mom, I'm a former teacher, I'm somebody who's enthusiastic about our folks on the spectrum and their rights and their abilities. I don't believe um, that we should be concentrating on disability anymore. I like what uh, Howie Mandel says, let's focus on this ability. I think that that's a great way of looking at things. I was raised that way because my mother was, my mother would never have used the word disability, but my mother was born with a physical uh, challenge, both feet, uh, club foot. And so every day of her life, every day of my life, we accommodated that. That was just a part of what we did and who we were and, and how we did things. And uh, I don't know anything different. I, so that's exactly how I was raised that, you know, oh, you can do this, I can do this, and we get there together. And we find the way that we can get there together and we problem solve. I just, I don't understand people who don't understand that. But I'm working on understanding the perspective of somebody not understanding that so I can help them to know what I know, which is it's a big, beautiful world with different people and that we have to meet people and get to know them and what their, their abilities are and not focus on, you know, what, what somebody can't do. If I had to do that every morning, get up and focus on what I can't do, um, the list would be endless, first of all. There's a lot of things that I can't do, uh, but I can't focus on them every day. I'm not interested in doing some of the things that I can't do, right? And if we can all get to this sort of a mindset about meeting people on the spectrum where they are for who they are and loving them for who they are and finding out what they're interested in, what they do, the world will be a better place uh, for all. 
not just the folks on the spectrum for all of us. So anyway, that's where I'm coming from. In any case, uh, we uh, like to I, we like to remind you that I'm not an expert. That's where I was going with that. Uh, the other thing that we like to do at the start of the show on Mondays, and by the way, Traven is showing you all the other places that you can watch the show. Don't forget that we are a podcast. This show will podcast later on. It's available wherever you get your uh, podcast. It's a free download. We really love being available. In fact, we're the number one rated autism uh, podcast. I, I just can't stand it. I just, the toys are so, they enthrall me. Um, does this look super fun and sensory? It is. And wait till you see later on when I reveal to you what is in this gushy, fabulous ball that is filled with, there is glitter in there, but there's something else in there. So you're going to want to stay tuned to when I talk about this, but this is a fabulous sensory fabulousness right here. I just can't stand not touching it. All right. And it comes in many colors. Let's just say that. Um, too fun. It's a top toy. Um, there we go. Okay. Um, I'll hint that it's from uh, a company called Destroyer, and we've had some of their stuff on before. This is really cool this year. All right, uh, can't leave my can't can't keep my hands off of it, and it's it's like it's gushy and and it makes a good noise. Can you hear it? I absolutely love it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm like a, a kid. I can't I can't stop. But that's the hallmark of a good toy, right? So anyway, we like to start the show on Mondays with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani nani, are they talking about? Um, well, we're going to be talking, Parker, I'm looking at what your question is. Is this the toy guide? Well, we're going to be talking about the toy guide and we're going to feature some of the toys from the toy guide because you know it's going to take us a month. To talk about all of them, but we are um, we're we're starting the festival of toys today, and I'm glad that you're here, Parker, because I think you're going to like some of the things um, and some of the discussion. I need you, so I'm glad you're here. In any case, we're doing jargon of the day right now. I get, I get distracted because I keep playing with the toys. So uh, jargon of the day is when we take one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey nani nani are the experts talking about? What does this have to do with this? What does this mean? Today's term is imaginative play. So if you've been keeping track, last week we started with functional pretend play. That was the play where you, you know, it's like the fake cash register and the fake shopping cart and the fake food. And we pretend that we're going grocery shopping with the fake shopping cart and we put the fake food in and we're playing as if we're grownups. And we, you know, play in the pretend kitchen and we make the pretend sandwich and we pretend to eat the pretend sandwich. That's the functional pretend play. Real life stuff looks like the real life thing, but it's a plastic version of it. And we're using it in a way that it's intended. Then we jump to symbolic play and symbolic play. We took real life things and we gave it properties using our imagination and turned it into something else. So my bottle of water becomes a telephone. Hello. Oh, hi, how are you? It's for you, right? That's symbolic play. Now, imaginative play is one step further because what we're trying to do is build a muscle of play, which is going to be very 
functional in the end, right? So we go from functional pretend play to symbolic play to imaginative play. And now imaginative play, let's take a look at what the definition of it is. Imaginative play is using imagination to create objects, locations, scenarios, and situations where they do not already exist for the purpose of play. All right. As definitions go, it's not the worst one. There's not a whole lot to be made fun of there. And you sort of can understand it, but you may not know what it looks like. And it's a little dry. It's a little dry. So let's go ahead and look at what our working definition for imaginative play is. It's making it up. And here's the great thing about imaginative play is that it can have elements of functional pretend play. It can have elements of symbolic play. And, and then imaginative play is where you sort of step off the ledge and say, anything goes, right? And if you've truly taken a child through functional pretend play and you played with them with the fake food and you, you know, showed them you can break the rules to have fun, and then you took the them to symbolic play, and we talked about this the other day, how, you know, you take your phone, at your cell phone, which you have available to you all the time, right? And you turn it into a car and go, right? Um, then, and they went, what? What are you doing? Then when you go the next leap for imaginative play, it, it, it's interesting to watch because they light up. The kids light up, they're like, oh, you mean I could do anything? I could be anybody? I could be anywhere? It's a really fun thing. And, and they can add in those elements that they've already done. So for instance, for imaginative play, uh, I can remember, because I told the story last week about my little nieces and nephews, which were my first foray into anthem, right? And um, when they were little, um, it was that magic time in my life when everybody was still alive and everybody was still living in the same town, my whole family. Right. And so there were all these, everybody had a car and there were always all these cars parked out in front of the house. And my, my sister would come over. I was home from college visiting and my sister would come over with her kids and her husband would be there. So his car would be there. Her car would be there. My mom's car was there. My dad's car was there. And at one point I had a car, but then there was a period of time when I didn't have a car. So I would always say to the kids, hey, do you want to go, you know, to the ice cream uh, parlor or do you want to go to the lake or do you want to go, you know, do you want to go someplace? And they were always up for that. Right. And and then the next question would always be, whose car are we going to take? And I love to say to them, let's take my car. And they would look at each other and they were little, they were like three and four and they would go, which one is your car? And I would say, it's the green car. And they would go stand out on the front lawn and they would look and there's no green car. And I would walk over and, you know, to an imaginary car and I would open the door and I would get in and squat down and pretend that I was holding the steering wheel. And I would go, are you getting in? What are you waiting for? Acting like everything was normal. And I remember the first time I did this with them, it was them, it was mayhem. And they were like, what's there's, there's no car around you. And I was like, really? And I, no car. Right. But I'm having a good time and I'm holding the steering wheel and I start to run and, you know, and make a little bouncy thing as I, you know, go out onto the sidewalk in my car. Well, that's when all three of them were like, I want to come, <laughs> you know, and they came over and they, played pretend and got in the car. Now, these are three very neurotypical kids. And sometimes with a kiddo on the spectrum, 
that sometimes they get it faster than the neurotypical kids. Let's say that. And sometimes it take you got to teach it more than once. Um, and sometimes they will get angry and go, there is no car. You are not driving a car. And sometimes they don't have the words to say that, but they will get angry. It is important not to buy into their anger or to tell them don't have it or to, you know, stop everything because of it. Keep playing, keep playing and keep inviting them to play. And one thing that we do with our kiddos on the spectrum, um, if we're having trouble getting them to engage, is that we create conflict because sometimes that draws them in. So if I'm doing the car and I'm going and they're not playing, then I have the car crash into the ball and go, oh no, right? And suddenly I have their attention and now they want to do it. And then we give it to them and we let them do it. And then we build from there. When, when we were teaching my child block imitation, when he was very little and my child was like, I, you know, not interested, not having it, don't like what. And, and there's like a test that they do for our kids where they set up two blocks and put a third one and they, and they, you know, like you do it too. And my son was like, what am I, a trained puppy? I don't, I have no interest in that. Right. <laughs> he didn't want to do that. It wasn't until a good therapist came along and set up the three blocks and went, look, I made the three blocks. And then they went and knocked the block. Oh, oh, suddenly my son wanted to make a, a thing. And now the therapist would make one with five and then my son would make five and they would knock them over. So sometimes um, putting a conflict in is the only part of it that our kids go, oh, well, now that's interesting to me. Because we have to remember that play is not fun for everyone. It isn't. And different types of play are not fun for everyone. Can we make it more fun? Yes, we can. I've always said, you know, you guys all went crazy for a couple of years on that Angry Birds thing. And listen, I love to play ridiculous games on my phone. I just never got the Angry Bird thing. I was like, what is the deal? Candy Crush didn't get it. Now, there are other games that I play. I've done that that stupid home design game for two years. So, but I just don't like those games and I don't, I don't know why it's just not reinforcing enough for me. It is for other people. It isn't for me. Now, could someone have made it more reinforcing for me? Yes. Um, in fact, there were times that I would play Angry Birds with my son and we would laugh about how inept I was at it. And that was fun for me. And I can do that for hours, but we have to make it fun. And sometimes putting that conflict in is enough to draw in one of our kiddos on the spectrum. Um, so Icy wants to know which store um, you bought the toy. So here's the thing with all of our toys, um, they come from different places. And so what we've done on the toy guide, and if you look at this year's toy guide, which is currently up right now, if you go to our homepage, autism-live.com, and it says toy guide, you'll still see last year's toy guide. And you can see on it that underneath each toy is a little link that says click here. And if you click it, it takes you to a site where you can purchase the toy. Now, a lot of them are on Amazon and some of them aren't. So some of them are on their homepage. So years ago, when we used to do the toy guide, we didn't include that link. And can I be honest, we don't get a thing from that. We are not an affiliate with any of these companies. It's really kind of, this is the last year we're going to do that. Um, because we don't, we don't get, 
you know, they'll send us a couple of toys to demo and then we give those toys away. This year we're doing it at the Sensi Sensitive Santa event at the Ed Asner Center on December 19th. So these toys will be given away, which is great. I love, it's my favorite day of the year. Um, but um, the point is that people would write into us and say, the toy guide is great, but then I have to go search for the toy and I, can't, I don't have time for that, Shannon. Can you just put a link? So we started putting a link at no charge to anyone. Amazon, we don't make any money on the Amazon. So can I can I make a suggestion to everybody though? If you're going to buy the stuff from Amazon, do everyone a favor. Sign up for Smile Amazon where you get to pick a charity and a percentage of your sale goes to the charity. Now, if I had my way, I would ask you to make that donation go to Act Today. It's one of the many you can choose from, but there are lots of other worthy autism charities too. So nobody makes any money off of the, the links on our toy guide. So it'd be nice if you guys gave money to a charity as a result. And if you buy things from Amazon and you sign up for Smile, it'll do it automatically. Um, so Google smile, uh, Amazon, cause most of the toys, it's an Amazon link. Cause we wanted to make it easy for it to ship to you so that you wouldn't have to go to a store and, um, and some of the other places there is a cost for shipping. So check that out if you're, if it isn't an Amazon link. So I love this. It feels so good. It feels so good. We're going to talk about this in a second. Uh, good morning to Christina. And Parker agrees with me about the Angry Birds. It's it's so off the wall. Now that's a funny pun, um, but it's it to me it's boring. And the fact of the matter is is that like there are people on this planet that would find this boring um, because they're not a sensory person. So could we make it more fun for them? Yes, we could. Uh, <laughs> we can make almost anything fun for somebody by pairing it with something else. Um, absolutely, but. I like to start with something super fun for our kids anyway. And that's what, um, oh, I just almost gave it away because you could see something coming out. There's a baby in there. I know it's exciting. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get too far talking about that. Uh, oh, look at you, Parker. Parker put up a link to the Smile Amazon and there are tons of charities on there, but I really um, like and appreciate ACT. Uh, autism care today. I, I know where that money goes and I know how it goes and it's a, it's a really good cause. So, but there are plenty of other ones. Let me just be honest about that. Okay. So imaginative play, super duper fabulous. And a lot of times people will make statements that people on the spectrum have no imagination, have no creativity. Oh, pshaw. It isn't true on any level. What, what they're really saying, if we decoded that, would be they're saying they don't have the same type of imagination as I do. Well, that's the truth. Um, and sometimes the person who's saying that has a lack of imagination, right? And other times it's just that they're ignorant. And you know that I like to dispel the ignorance. So, um, but there are many people who have, um, their heart is hurting out there this holiday season because they feel like their child is not imaginative not creative. And what I'm telling you is you just haven't tapped into it yet. And there's a way that you can tap into it. People used to look at my kiddo and they would say, you know, are you sure he's on the spectrum because he's so highly creative and he's so imaginative? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you're talking about, but, 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 um, because we did these things with him and, um, I can remember 
feeling the grief of, oh no, my son doesn't do things in the way that I'm, I've, I've dealt with other children before and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to play with him. And I had to take a little bit more time with that. But um, learning the difference between the functional pretend and the um, symbolic and the imaginative helped me to know which thing I needed to do next and where the holes were. But I remember my son had a play fishing set, um, a magnetic fishing, fishing set that he used in speech for the first time. And I was like, speech, what does a magnetic fish set have to do with speech? But she made it the speech rewarding by, um, she would put sounds on the fish and he would catch the fish and he really wanted to catch the fish. And then they would say the sound and he was willing to do it because he liked the fish set. She did that with all of the toys that, that they had. Um, so we, when he aged out of that speech and had to move to another speech and it was different, so we got him a magnetic fish set, right? And he really, really loved it. And he liked to go fishing. But my favorite was a day that we went to Costco. And you know how they have those carts? They have big carts. And then they have the ones that are flatbeds. And he, nothing would do. He wanted to sit on the flatbed. And he didn't have his fishing pole with him. But he pretended. And he pretended it was a dock. And that everything else was water without prompting. And he cast his little fishnet. And he pretended the whole time I was shopping, he pretended he was catching fish. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. So it made me really happy. And, and I knew that we were, I knew that we were getting it right when he did that. So uh, really wonderful. Shaliza, I'm so glad that you're here with us to be a part of this conversation. So anyway, imaginative play is going to play into everything that we're going to talk about today. So Let's hold on to that. But now we're going to move on to our question of the day. And our question today, I'm going to guess that I know what it is, but it's not. It's not the one that I thought it was. Uh, what toy would you like for this holiday season? And I'm asking you, not what toy you want for somebody else, but what toy would you like this holiday season? Uh, everybody, everybody should have a toy. Um, and toys are different. I mean, phones are toys for people, right? Cars are toys for grownups. Uh, we have a whole section of the toy guide that is just for caregivers. We have a section that's for adults that are on the spectrum. We have a section for tweens and teens, uh, one for school age kids, one for preschool and one for baby, excuse me, babies and toddlers. So everyone watching should fit into one of those categories and you might fit into a couple of them, right? So what toy would you like for this holiday season? I did not put the one that I'm asking for on the list because I don't think it's very mainstream. I've asked for a handheld play extruder. I know you're, you're saying to yourself, well, Shannon, I, I wanted that too. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I recently have gotten into pottery and have lost my mind. I have, I have one of my little projects right here. It's holding all of my thumb drives. Can you see this bowl that I made? Uh, I'm like a little kid. Like this, this is one of my first creations. So I'm super into uh, throwing things on the pottery wheel. The problem is I'm not good at making handles. So this thing supposedly makes, it's like a, it looks like a cock gun, but it makes um, handles. So that's the toy that I've asked for for Christmas. And um, Santa Claus has been told. Uh, Parker says, even though I'm an adult, I still love video games. So a PS5 would be wonderful, wonderful. I love that. 
Uh, Parker, what is your, what system are you using now and what's your favorite game? Cause we love to talk. Uh, thank you, Helen. Helen says my bowl is pretty. It was an experiment. It was supposed to be a mug. You see how well that went. Um, but like everything else in life, I, I'm like, well, it was supposed to be a mug, but it told me it didn't want to be a mug. So then it was a bowl and it's a bowl for my thumb drives, which makes me really happy. But Parker, what, what are your favorite video games? What games are you into? I'm, I'm dying to know. You know, my husband does voiceover for video games. My husband is actually, well, not anymore, but at one point he, I've dropped one of my thumb drives. Um, he was the voice of Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat games for a while. Um, I know. Uh, uh, Shaliza says, I'm not on the spectrum, but my seven-year-old son is, and he wants a MacBook Pro laptop, a seven-year-old. And he knew to ask for that. He's a tech wizard since both parents are computer programmers, LOL. Well, that, Shaliza, is more fun than I know what to do with. The fact that he knew to ask for a MacBook Pro lap laptop at seven, I'm like, shut the front door. That is so amazing. I want to know all the things he can do because he sounds sharper than a tack. Um, this is the kind of toy that I would have asked for at seven. I wouldn't have known what a MacBook Pro was. So I think that is super special and awesome. That is fantastic. But Shaliza, what toy do you want? What's the toy that you're looking for? Because um, everybody should want or get a toy. And it doesn't have to be something super expensive. Um, you know, I, I can remember my mother at one point wanted um, a, a diamond nail file that was like, it was a rock. It wasn't, it's not really diamond. It's, it's like a rock. And that was something that she really, really wanted. Uh, Shaliza says he's incredible and a little genius. LOL. I'll bet he is. He sounds fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to see how he changes the world. Uh, Parker says, I'm playing the Switch now, doing a civil Civilization Six right now. I have played Skyrim in the past, and I played Mortal Kombat in the past. I'm a sports gamer as well. We'll see, you have that in common with Traven. You and Traven can talk sports. I, I don't know the sports things, but but uh, Traven does. Uh, playing a sim of LAFC in a soccer game. Oh, that's super cool. And Shaliza says, just for my son to be happy and healthy. That's all I want. And Shaliza, I love that answer. And if you had asked me um, when my son was seven, I would have said the same thing. But I'm also going to tell you that part of your seven-year-old's development is understanding things that you want. So it's going to become important for you to find something other than your son to be happy to want. Because someday he's going to be 18 years old and he's going to have friends and maybe a significant other. And he has to think in terms of getting them a gift. And he's going to start practicing that with mom. So it's really important that around this time of year, if you love somebody on the spectrum, if you love anyone and who's planning on getting you a gift, you need to start dropping heavy hints and go, oh, I love that. That's something that I love. And if you have anybody who's working with your child, and whether it's a speech therapist or an occupational therapist, or you have ABA people that are working with your kiddo, hopefully they're working on desires and preferences understanding their own and understanding other people's because this is the groundwork to perspective taking. 
this is another part of gift giving. It's super important to at some point during the holiday season to say to your, your kiddos, teens and adults on the spectrum, what are you going to get for fill in the blank? What are you going to get for mom? And then when, when they say, I don't know, and we hear from a lot of adults on the spectrum that this is a hard time of year because they don't know what to get other people. So we play the perspective taking game. Well, what do you think they like? And why do you think they do this? We can do this with kiddos as young as three and they don't have to be verbal to do this. We can say, what does, you know, and pick somebody that they're around a lot so that they would know a little bit. Again, I'm gonna to refer to my son they, we taught this and it took a couple of holiday seasons to get it. But um, what we did finally was we sat down, I was into stringing beads at that point, and we were going to make a necklace for everybody who worked with him. And so I sat down with him and I said, well, what colors do you think? And the person who was the, the BCBA, the supervisor on his case, her name was Sabrina. And I said, what color shall we make the necklace for Sabrina? And he said, oh, definitely black. And I said, oh, okay, why? And he said, because she likes black. And I said, what tells you that she likes black? And he says, she wears it all the time. <laughs> that's the color. And that's what color her hair is. And she's always wearing black. I had not noticed that. And, but then I said it to one of the other therapists. I said, does Sabrina always wear black? And they were like, oh yeah, it's her favorite color. And, but my kiddo had picked up on that because we kept asking him to, you know, well, look at them. What do you think that they would like? It's a great, great lesson. So, uh, oh, so there, so Shaliza has come up. She wants the iPhone 13, LOL. Make sure that you say that around your kiddo. Um, and I would also do this thing with my kiddo, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I think I inhaled some glitter. I'm having too much fun with my toy. I would say to him, um, okay, let's, let's work on a project together. Mommy wants, there was a scarf I wanted. And I said, mommy wants this scarf. And every time we would go um, in the store that had it, believe it or not, it was Costco. Um, Cause sometimes they have those displays at the, the front of the store. And there were these gorgeous scarves excuse me. And I said, mommy wants one of those scarves for Valentine's day. And he was like, okay. And then I said, no, you have to tell daddy and make it, you know, so that it's a surprise. I, so, and we had to work on it together. And, and so every time we would go in Costco, I would say, oh, those, there, there are those scarves that mommy wants. Are you going to tell daddy? That's what I want. And then of course he went to dad and said, mom wants this scarf. Um, and, but, you know, and made it like it was his project and that he didn't tell dad that I told him to say that. And then when I got the scarf, I acted all surprised and fabulous. And he was winking at me and everything. It's a really good thing, a way to work on secret telling and who knows what, um, so that they inhibit saying things with our kids. Uh, Parker says also angel tree is a good idea for a seven-year-old. I was taught with, uh, that about giving gifts to others at that age. Yes. Not every place has them, but I assume you mean where there's a tree and you go and you take um, an ornament off and it tells you what somebody wants. Oh, that's such a, that's such a great thing um, to do. We, uh, we used to participate in that. We don't, we haven't had one where we live in a really long time and, and my family does the sensitive Santa. So, but I would really love to do that again. That's a really good idea. Uh, Helen says, I would love some craft stuff. Being uh, an autistic, 
uh, brought out my creative ability. I love that, Helen. What kind of crafts are you into? I don't know if you know this, uh, but you know, I'm a little into crafting and uh, Dr. Grand Pichet is too. We have that in common. So what kind of, what kind of, uh, and many people who watch the show are into crafts. I love to watch people's crafts on Facebook. Uh, this is just so much fun, you guys. Okay. So that was our question of the day. Moving on, we have a topic of the week and let's see what our topic is. Uh, I, I bet you guys can guess it's being thankful. And, you know, here it is. It's, it's like, uh, I remember my mother always saying, look, you can look at the glasses being half empty or half full it's the same for everyone and everybody gets to make the same choice. So we can always say to ourselves, what's wrong? That's always available. If that's the space where you're most comfortable right now, I'm not gonna try to talk you out of it. I'm just gonna tell you that's always available. There's always something that's not gonna be right. There's always something that's not gonna be perfect. There's always something that's gonna be a challenge, always. Um, but at the same time, the exact opposite is always true also. There's always something that's good. There's always something available to be thankful for. And if you doubt that, all you have to do is think, uh, I'm grateful that I can breathe. Because, you know, I'm sure in your life, you've had something happen out of nowhere you go, where you go, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. And all of a sudden you go, oh, I've taken it for granted that I can walk. Uh, you hurt your back and you go, oh man, how many days did I walk around happy and joyous and able to move and didn't realize that I should be grateful for that, right? Or you lose a loved one and you think, oh, how many days did I get up and not think how great it is to have them here with me, right? So this week, um, doesn't matter what country you're in, you don't have to participate with Turkey. Um, but I'm going to ask everybody to think of at least a couple of things that you have to be grateful for. And, and if it is as simple as I am able to breathe, that's a good one because there's a lot of people who are struggling to take a breath for various and sundry reasons. I'm not just talking about COVID, but um, being able to breathe and take a free and easy breath is a brilliant thing. Being able to think for yourself is, a, is an amazing thing. Being able to put your feet on the floor and stand up is an amazing thing. Being above ground is an amazing thing. If you're here, it tells me that you have a computer or a phone. Be grateful. Not everyone does. If you were able to go to the faucet today and turn on water and not have to boil it, be grateful, right? We all need to be grateful. Now, if you're, if you're already in the space of gratitude, then it's super fun to expand it and think of all the things that you can be grateful for. I love my dear friend, Nancy Allspa Jackson says that worry is the opposite of prayer and that gratitude is the cure for everything. So uh, I, I also love, um, cause sometimes it's hard for me to remember um, to breathe, right? Um, that stress can take you over. But you have you have five, hopefully five fingers on your hand. You can do this without your fingers. But if you just, you know, 
count and, and do five inhales and five exhales. And on the inhale, you, uh, you take in the air and on the exhale, you think about something that you're grateful for five times every day. I guarantee you that if you do that little exercise to you, and then you can speak it out loud or think it to yourself, something that you're grateful for. And then you do the next one. And so that you do it a total of five times on your fingers, I guarantee you whatever was going on before is a little bit better, if not a lot better. Because you can't be, it's the thing that we learn in ABA that, um, that if you, um, if, if somebody's engaged in a challenging behavior, let's say that they want to lick their fingers, right? If you give them something else to do and you put a ball in their hands, it's very hard to hold the ball and lick your fingers at the same time. And if holding the ball is reinforcing enough, then the licking the fingers will go by the wayside, right? It's very hard to be negative and depressed and be thankful at the same time. It's not impossible, but it's very hard. <laughs> so we encourage you guys uh, find something to be thankful for because it's there. It's available. Parker says, I'm thankful for my family and for my friend who checks on me and the lifeguards at the pool. I swim, uh, three or four times a week, usually at this hour. I, man, I want to be you when I grow up, Parker. Swimming is a very, uh, soothing activity for me. I love it and I miss it. I'm not a good swimmer, but I love being in the water. And um, where we currently live uh, all throughout COVID, no pool, no pool. And I miss it. I miss it terribly. So I'm, I'm thrilled for you that you get to swim three or four times a week and that that's a good thing for you. Part of what a lot of people love about swimming is it's a release, right? But it's also pressure. Um, and I know for me, that's a super good uh, thing. Being in the water whew, just lowers my blood pressure lowers my temperature. It's a really good thing. I want to have access to a pool soon um, because that part of COVID we've had to compensate with other things. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, let's talk about the toy guy <laughs> because I'm a little, I'm a little itty bitty obsessed. So I mentioned that the toy guide, we hope it's going uh, live later on today. So um, it's the Autism Live 2021 Toy and Gift Guide. And we're really excited to bring you, I think it's 96 different toys. Icy says, I'm thankful that I am surrounded with positive people. And I'm so thrilled that you're positive, Icy, and that you're here with us. Thank you. Um, so 96 different toys. What there are is there are um, a total of six different categories. I mentioned them before. We aged them. Here's the thing. We needed to have some way to sort of configure things. You don't have to listen to the age thing. If there's a toy that is right for your child and your child is seven and it's an adult toy, it's okay. Um, because a lot of the toys could work. In fact, there's a toy in the caregivers. It's really a toy for the kids, but I think caregivers will appreciate it because, uh, like somebody said earlier, who was it that said, Shaliza, we want what our kids, uh, will make them happy. And so I included it in the toy guide under caregivers. Cause I know it'll make our, our caregivers happy because it'll help our kids to talk. Um, so Really, you don't have to pay any attention to the age norm, but if you're looking for a gift for someone and you know that you're looking for a baby toy, start there. Um, but look at everything, right? 
um, you will have to click on the different pages to get to the different pages, but they're all worthwhile looking at. Then within each category, we have 16 different uh, award winners. Um, so uh, Carla, hello. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's talk about what the categories are and sort of the thinking behind them. Uh, and then I'm going to show you a couple of toys. So the, the first category is something that's just purely educational. And for educational, I want it to be like crazy fun. I want it to have an element where something is being taught. Um, but I want it to be, I want it to make learning fun. For me, that's the criteria for that toy. It doesn't have to teach everything under the sun, but I want it to make learning fun and adaptable. Um, then we have a toy that's sensory and some toys, by the way, could fit in every single category, right? Um, so I might have something in the sensory that you're like, well, that's an educational toy. Yeah, but it's sensory too. Like this toy could have been in the sensory, but it's not, it's a top toy, um, for a very special reason. So sensory toys have some element of it that feeds, uh, the sensory soothing that helps us to regulate that, that has something that's pleasurable or that helps us to um, maintain uh, when we're having a hard time because of sensory issues. Uh, so Carla, the toy guide, the, last year's toy guide is up right now. If you go to autism-live.com, there's a toy guide icon at the very top. Click it and you'll be able to see last year's toy guide. Later on today, the toy guide will avail be available, I believe, for the first time. You will be able to go to autism network.com and there will be a toy guide button at the top of that and i believe within 24 hours it will also be active under where the toy guide is so if you want to see last year's toy guide it's like down to the wire last minute right okay so we've covered educational category the sensory category the next category is the card and board game a lot of times people think, well, I'm not going to try to do a card and board game because I have a baby, or I'm not going to try to do a card and board game because I have a nonverbal child, or I'm not going to try to do a court card and board game because I have a kid on the spectrum who won't sit at the table. I got to tell you, this is stinking thinking. This is not the right thinking. <laughs> let's, get, let's get rid of that thinking, push it to the side because card and board games teach a lot of different aspects of social interaction. And that's where we want to get, right? And we don't just arrive, you know, there. We have to drive there, right? So there are card and board games, even for babies and toddlers. And they're really useful because they we can learn turn-taking and a whole bunch of other things. So every category has a card and board game. Uh, then there is a puzzle category for, uh, puzzle award for each category, because puzzles are really important. It's part of problem solving and it works on many different things from fine motor to cognitive things. Then there is a motor play because we want our kids moving. So there's always one toy in each category that gets people moving. I love that. There's a book category because we love good books. Good books are good for everybody. We always have an oldie but goodie category because sometimes there are just some old fashioned toys that feed our soul to give them to our kids and they're still good for our kids. So we have that category and we like to acknowledge that. We have a therapist recommended toy, which um, those are the toys that therapists love because in that age category, they work on very specific things that they can 
either be very reinforcing for something for the kiddos to work on things that are hard or make the working on the hard thing fun in and of itself. We'll talk about that in a second. We have a parent recommended one where we have some amazing parents have said to us, this toy moved mountains with our kiddo. We have a top toy category, which is a toy that I go, okay, you know what? This toy hits it all. And it is something that the kids will go gazanga about. And often it's a toy that is fairly mainstream, that neurotypical kids will love it too. And so it's educational. It has sensory components to it. It has other components to it. And it's a toy that the kids will really like. And that when they have friends and peers, that the friends and peers will be like, I like that toy too. I wanted that toy. So a lot of times that's the top toy, right? Uh, boredom busters are toys that are maybe saved for rainy days or something when they're, when they're super bored that we crack out the boredom busters. Then we have a craft or art project toy, a STEM toy, which is teaching some element of science, technology, entrepreneurship, and math. Uh, then a speech builder toy, because we love toys that build speech, right? A social skills building um, toy. And then the new one this year is that we have an employment empowerment toy in each category. Something that is encouraging uh, our young people and kids to be good employees and to think about who they want to be when they grow up. So those are the 16 categories, which is like amazing, right? Um, and uh, we, we hope that you guys will enjoy those too. Does it include everything? I hope it does in some way, shape or form. Um, because a lot of times I'll see a good toy and I immediately go, okay, which categories would this fit into? And when I find that it like fits into six or seven, I start looking at it for a top toy. Shaliza says, my son is currently putting small puzzle pieces that make up world flags in which he memorized every flag associated with every country. Oh, that's fantastic. So Shaliza, there is a puzzle that is in the adult category that uh, your son might like. Um, in fact, there's a couple of puzzles that, that they might like, and we're going to talk, we only have about nine minutes to talk about. So I just have played with this within an inch of its life. So let's talk a little bit about this toy, which is a preschool toy. Um, it is the top toy for the preschool arena. And there's some amazing toys in the preschool arena. So let's talk about, I mentioned that it's from a company called Destroyer. Oops, I'm making noise and dropping toys. Um, it is a baby Nurley, take it easy. This is the package that it comes in and you see when it comes, what I love about Destroyer is that they make these amazing um, dolls that are heavy. They have this weight to them um, and they make them in all different kinds and shapes and, and whatever. We, we featured them before on the show because I, I just, they're, they're called neonate babies and I love them, they're heavy. Um, but what I also love about them is that they come with all these accessories right in the package, um, all of them and activities to do. And, and I always say, don't just rip apart the packaging because they have all these activities and stories and in the packaging, for instance, for this one, and this is called the baby, take it easy. It comes with a little diaper and it comes with, they all come with pacifiers, these cute little pacifiers that you can stick. The, the baby take it easy comes with a sponge, which is going to be evident in a second why. 
Um, but they also come with these, this little package here. And in the package, it has their birth certificate. Um, so do you remember when the cabbage patches, it was this whole, the mythology of the, and they, you know, came with the adoption papers. It's kind of like that, but a more updated version of it. Right. So it's got the birth certificate and, um, the, you and the child can help fill this out. But what I also appreciate about this is that, um, it's got a sticker in here too. It's got all these, uh, really wonderful things. This is the baby's vaccination records. Now, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this. And, um, you know, if you don't want to play with this part of it, you certainly don't have to play with this part of it. But if you are someone who is planning on getting your child or children vaccinated and you want to help normalize it, this becomes a tool where we talk about, and, and, and just like the nurse, you play through and do, there's a vaccination schedule in here and, um, and the baby's height and weight chart, all the things that they do with babies. Okay. Um, but then, then there's this other wonderful, it tells you the story of the baby neonates. Um, and there's their clinic card, right? But there's a whole mythology of the, the neonates that they are aliens that have come to this earth. Uh, you can go into this with your child or not. But, um, but then there's a whole story on their website about why these take it easy babies. So they come inside these orbs and they have a, they have like, this one is like a strawberry smell to it. They all have a smell and there is a baby in there and there is a plug and there's all, it's got air in there and a bunch of star shaped glitter. So the one thing I will tell you is that when you eventually open this up, you're going to want to be careful where you do it because I'm covered in glitter. Um, I'd probably do it outside. Um, and you can, I've taken one out. Um, and, and before your baby comes out, there's a whole set of activities that you sit and do with the child. And we say, we, we, this is a baby and the baby is going to come out and we're going to take care of the baby. But before we do that, we're going to do some breathing exercises. And so we sit and we, we take it easy. That's why it's called the Nurly Take It Easy Baby. So we do the, the breathing exercises that are listed in the thing and on the box. And we have to get ready because we don't just rip the baby open. Um, it's not like the surprise balls where they unfurl them and, and drop the baby on its head, right? There's a whole process because they're going to be responsible for the baby. But you see what happens is we're teaching the, the child breathing techniques so that they can teach it to their baby. We know that the easiest way to learn something is to have to teach it. So the child has to learn so that they can teach the baby how to do um, the breathing exercises. So it's a whole set of things that they do, but then finally when it's time, what happens is there's a plug and you, and you just stretch it and the baby comes out and you can see there's a ton of glitter right? And you can keep the ball and you can put the baby back in the ball. I've done that before. Um, and you can plug the baby back up if you need to. Um, I've got glitter shooting everywhere. Can you see it? But then what happens is they have to go to a sink or a hose. I don't know where my sponge went, but there is the sponge that comes with, here's the sponge. And they have to wash the glitter off the baby and they take care of the baby. All of the things are, are, are designed to take it easy. 
we have to take it easy with the baby. We have to take it easy with ourselves. We have to be gentle. The baby um, needs to be soothed. So we put the pacifier into the baby's mouth. I love how with destroyer, can you see the baby has a little umbilical cord and eventually the umbilical cord comes off and, and comes out. And now the baby doesn't have the umbilical cord anymore. There are all kinds of things. And I put the diaper on the baby you know, there's clothes, there's wash, like you can buy clothes for the, their accessories. Sometimes that's a good thing when you get into something like this, because um, then you can tell grandmas and friends when they say, what are they into? Oh, you know, they'd like some accessories for their baby nearlies, right? But I put the diaper on the baby. And, and if you're thinking that this is a girl toy, I want to expand your thinking because it's not. This is a child toy. When we teach children how to take care of a baby, we're teaching them how to take care of themselves and later on preparing them for taking care of other people, right? And the babies come in different colors. If you're real hung up on pink and purple, they come in blue and green as well. Um, and you can have more than one nearly baby uh, and this is, and they come in different sizes and shapes. There are bigger ones. I like these because these are little and can go with you. I love the whole thing about them coming in this like womb shape and us having to take care of it and teaching and doing the breathing before it's time. Cause we don't want to bring the baby out until it's time. Right. I, I really think if you are, if you have anybody who you know that is expecting and you're, you're trying to get the, the, the older child to understand what's going to happen with the baby, great gift for that. But it's also a great gift for teaching that self-care to the child and taking care of themselves um, through the guise of play that we're, we're teaching the baby how to breathe. Yeah. Uh, we've done the breathing buddies before where you put the stuffed animal on the child's stomach and we have to make the, the, the um, stuffed animal go up and down. If we can teach breathing to a child, we're, we're off to a good start. Um, Shaliza, thank you for being here. I know you have to go. Um, and we're getting ready to leave in a second anyway. But uh, there are some amazing toys behind me. And I just want to uh, point out. Uh, some of these toys are going to be on special for like a Boppet is a great toy. It's one of our award winners. It's one of our oldies but goodies. And also Clue, there's this new version, retro version of Clue that's out. We're going to be demoing some of these. But one of my favorite things for adults and for caregivers this year, before we go, uh, the book, We're Not Broken. Uh, hoping to get Eric Garcia on the show to talk about this, but this is one of our favorite things and featured in the toy guide as one of the books. So um, thrilled that we had this opportunity and that I got to show you the baby nearlies, which we'll be talking more about um, and talking about some of the categories, but I hope you guys will check out later on, look for autismnetwork.com and also be looking at last year's toy guide today uh, the book, the book should be out in all bookstores. It's available on Amazon and our link to it is on Amazon and the paperback is coming out in March. It's done that well, Parker. Um, and so the subtitle here is changing the autism conversation. So we're going to talk more about that and we're hoping to get Eric Garcia on here to talk with us as well. So 
Uh, you guys, I think this is our last live show before Thanksgiving. We are going to be playing some oldies but goodies. But um, I just want to say to all of you that we are back a week from today and we're going to hit it hard with toys and guests um, till the end of the year. Um, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun because in the new year, we are starting a new podcast called Stories from the Spectrum that's going to be all done by individuals who are on the spectrum. So I'm really excited that we've got a lot of new things coming up. Um, that you're going to want to tune in for. But get yourself a baby nearly, take it easy. That is the type uh, that this is. And the company is Destroyer, but it's spelled um, D-I-S-T-R-O-L-L-E-R. So it sounds like Destroller, but it's the, they pronounce it Destroyer. So check it out. All right, my friends, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. It is such a privilege and a pleasure to get to spend time with you. At the very top of my grateful list is the, having the opportunity to spend this time with all of you. It's one of the greatest pleasures of my life. So have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, and we will see you guys on the other side. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.